Hello, everybody. My name is Caleb Carr, and this is New York Sports. New York Sports. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of New York Sports. This week, we're going to be going over the NBA return in their playoff format. They have finally they have come out with a 22-team playoff format. I'll be explaining how that's going to work to you guys. We'll talk about what this means for the Nets, Katie and Kyrie, possible Katie return, possible Kyrie return, what they need to do, what they should do, what I think they should do. Talk about Jake Frome. He uh, had some racist comments that came up with all of this George Floyd stuff. We're going to be going over those. And last but not least, I'll be giving you a quick MLB update on where they're at for the season's return. Alrighty. So yesterday, the NBA Board of Governors approved a competitive format to restart the 2019-2020 season with a 22-team returning to play format and a start date of Friday, July 31st. The board's approval is the first step among many required to resume the season. The NBA is working to finalize a season restart plan with the National Basketball Players Association. The two are working with the disease specialists, public health experts, uh, government officials, all those type of people to establish a program to prevent the risk related to COVID-19, including a regular testing protocol and uh, safety pra- safety practices. The season restart is also contingent on an agreement with the Walt Disney Company to use Walt Disney World near Orlando, Florida as a single site for a campus for all games, housing for the remainder of the season, and housing for the remainder of the season, and practices as well. So basically... What this is saying, well, I'm sorry, that's that's what's going on. This is the actual format that they will be using. 22 teams will go to Disney World in Orlando to finish off the season from July 31st, the start date that they had mentioned, to October 12th. Every team, 1 through 22, every single team is going to be playing eight regular season games to figure out the final seeding before the playoffs start. They have not come out and said how those eight regular season games will be determined yet. We just know that they are going to be seeding games, basically. They're calling them seeding games for each returning team. Um, that's all that they're, they've said about it. The 16 current playoff teams will be joined. So the 16 teams that were in the playoffs in the top eight for each conference before the outbreak will be joined by the Pelicans, Blazers, Suns, Kings, and Spurs out of the West and the Wizards out of the East. Okay, so these are the teams that are currently six games or fewer behind the eighth seed of their of their conference. So those, again, are the New Orleans Pelicans, the Trailblazers, the Suns, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Wizards. Those six teams will be fighting for that number eight seed playoff spot. And how they're going to get it is if a number eight seed 
is up by four games or more at the end of the regular season, or if a number nine seed is only back by four games, the same thing, they have the chance to earn a playoff spot, the number nine seed. If they are within four games of that eight seed, there will be a play-in tournament between the number eight seed and the number nine seed. This will consist of one or two games. It will be one game if the eight seed wins the first game. If the eight seed wins, it's over. If the nine seed wins, it will go into one more game, and the winner of that game will get the number eight seed in the playoffs. So, basically, the number eight seed needs to win one tournament game, one game, and the number nine seed needs to win two. So, what this means is that you're going to have all the teams, every, not every team, obviously, you know, you got your top teams, the teams that are at the top of the conferences are safe. But if you are near the bottom, um, I would have to look at, I'd have to have the standings in front of me right now. But if you are at the bottom of the standings, you know, the eight seed especially, the possible nine seed, possible six seed, if you're near the bottom, you have a chance of getting knocked out. If you go and you lose a bunch of these eight games, uh, the majority of these eight games that will be played before for the seeding, then you will most likely be bumped down. So what this looks like right now is the eight seed for in the Eastern Conference. The eight seed for the Eastern Conference is the Orlando Magic. As I said, the Washington Wizards are the only team in contention to go to, are the only team from the Eastern Conference in contention to make the playoffs. They are right now six games behind. If Orlando, if Washington wins some game, wins a bunch, and Orlando loses. And Washington can get within four games. They're right now within six. If they can get up to within four games, they'll be playing a play-in tournament against Orlando Magic. Now, say the Orlando Magic win a bunch of games. The Brooklyn Nets are also about six and a half games ahead of the Washington Wizards. If the Brooklyn Nets lose a couple and they become the seed, they they will now be at risk of being knocked out by the Washington Wizards. Other than that, the Philadelphia 76ers, they are safe. Um, Indiana Pacers, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics, Toronto Raptors, and Milwaukee Bucks, all those teams for the Eastern Conference, they are all safe. Now, in the Western Conference, it gets a little more interesting. Teams that are safe are the top six teams, the Los Angeles Lakers, LA Clippers, Denver Nuggets, Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder, and Houston Rockets. The Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies, Portland Trailblazers, New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, and Phoenix Suns are all fighting for those final two playoff spots. Right now, the Dallas Mavericks are 10 games ahead. They are 10 games ahead. But since they're only 10 games ahead, if they for somehow lose six games and Portland Trailblazers go 8-0, they could be at risk of being knocked out. So you're looking at, right now, Dallas Mavericks and Memphis Grizzlies have those two final spots. If any of these teams, Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, Phoenix, if any of those teams get within four games of that number eight seed, which that number eight seed could change. You know, Memphis is only three games ahead, three and a half games ahead of Portland. 
Memphis could fall to the ninth seed and Portland could go up and we could see maybe the New Orleans go ahead Memphis and we could see a Portland Memphis, a Portland um, Trailblazers, New Orleans Pelicans fight for that eighth seed. So anything is really possible as of right now. Um, obviously in the Western Conference, it's a little more shaken up. You know, we could see a lot happen. And in the Eastern Conference, not as much. What um, what I'm seeing... So I want to give you guys my quick predictions. Obviously, um, I think the Nets will easily, I think the Nets are going to stay at seven. And honestly, I think we could see, I think the Washington Wizards are too far behind the Magic to bump up and take that eighth seed and bump the Magic down to a nine. But I do think that they are close enough to get within the four games. I think Washington will be able to get within the four games. And I think Washington could, I think they could force it to a game two, but I think Orlando would end up winning that game two and Orlando would end up taking that eighth seed. So I think how the playoffs are for the Eastern Conference right now, those top eight teams, I think they're going to stay that way. In the Western Conference, though, I think it's going to get shaken up a little bit. The Dallas Mavericks will stay. They're too far ahead to really move. I don't see, you know, they're too far ahead in there. Although they're lower on the they're a seven seed, I do think they're too, much too good of a team. You know, obviously they're in a team, they're in a conference that is stacked right now. The Western Conference is absolutely stacked. So Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies, even Portland, those are three really good teams that I think that in the Eastern Conference would be up there right now. You know, um, Dallas right now, if they were they're a seven seed in the Western, in the Eastern, they would be they'd be a four seed. Or a five seed, I'm sorry. They'd be a five seed with their record. So, you know, I think I think Dallas is going to stay where they are. They'll be set where they are. Memphis, I lo- really love Memphis. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge Morant fan. I think he's such a great point guard, an amazing rookie. I think Memphis is a pretty talented, skilled team. But I do think that the Portland Trailblazers will be able to bump them out. And uh, I think they'll not only be able to bump them out, of the playoffs, but I think the Pelicans might also be able to go up and bump out Memphis. It so what I'm Pelicans are kind of a tough team. This the Suns, the Spurs, and the Kings, in my opinion, although they're in contention, they are, have no chance. They're out of it. I don't see them making anything happen. But for Memphis, Portland, and the Pelicans. I could see some mix-up happening there. I would really love to see Memphis in that that eighth playoff spot, but my honest opinion, I honestly think that um, I honestly think that the Portland Trailblazers are going to end up taking that from them, and I think the Pelicans might make it close. Uh, you know, I think the Pelicans have a chance to make it kind of close, and what I'd really love to see. What what I my personal preference would be, I don't think this is going to happen, but what my preference would be is Memphis to stay at the 8th seed, the Pelicans to top the Portland Trailblazers for that ninth spot, get within the four, be within the four games, which they are right now, stay within those four games, and then we could see a Zion against John Morant two-game playoff series possibly, and I think that would be, uh, that would be a good, those those would be a good one or two games to watch. So what this means for the Nets, as I said, they're looking at the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. I don't see them moving. I really don't see them moving. You know, although 
They're only six games, only half a game ahead of Orlando, and they're six and a half games ahead of Washington. They have a chance at moving, but I really don't see it happening. But what I have heard and what I have been reading and thinking is what if they decide to tank? They decide to tank this year, get out of the playoffs. If they do that, and if they miss the playoffs, they would get they would go into the the lottery. They would go into the lottery and they would get a projected first round pick back from Minnesota that they made in a trade with Allen Crab Crab in a deal in a trade deal. So they would get back that 2020 first round pick if they miss the playoffs. And they would also get a pick from the 76ers, which is currently the number 20th, but you know, could change, obviously. So the next they've got um decisions to make. Obviously, you know, I think if they wanted to, they could easily tank and get out of the playoffs and wait for next year when Kyrie and Katie are both completely healthy, get some good playoff, get some good draft picks, start really building around them. You know, there have been talks about a Bradley Beal trade. We could see a trade there, and then two young players, you know, two or three young players, and we could really see this Nets team really start to form. You know, obviously, last offseason, we start we saw it start to form. And this season, we saw it, like, try, try to form with Kyrie. But we could really see this team start to come together and become a real a real threat to that, that top spot, you know, that is currently held by the Lakers and the Clippers and the Bucks. We could really see them take that off. But if they don't decide to do that, if they decide to try... Kevin Durant and Kyrie can return with this, with how this is going to play out. They can return. KD will, he's, you know, he's coming off that torn Achilles. He will have those eight games to get back up to speed and kind of warm up because the difference, there's a huge difference between the playoffs and the regular season. Huge difference. You know, obviously players say, you know, every game's a playoff game. Every game you're fighting for a playoff spot, no matter how early it is in the season, no matter how late it is in the season, until you are absolutely limited, limited every game you're trying to win and try to get in that playoff, try to get to the playoffs. But just the thing is, like me personally, I'm not huge uh, watching NBA during the regular season. If a game is on, I have nothing to do. I'll watch it. I'll keep up with scores, obviously, but during the playoffs, that's when I really watch it. I go out of my way to watch these games because they're just so much more intense. They're so much more intense. Um, the players, you know, they don't say it, and I don't want to say it, but they're, they seem like they're trying a lot harder. You're always trying harder. So there's such a higher level of intensity in the playoffs than there is in the regular season. And Kevin Durant, he could use those eight games to kind of get himself warmed up get himself ready to get back and he could possibly we could possibly find himself at playoff caliber in this first playoff series. So with him and Kyrie, I think they could definitely make a playoff run. You know, if we see them stay at that 8 seed if we see them stay at that 7 seed, I'm sorry that they're at right now. If we see them stay there, they would be going up against 
They'd be going up against the Toronto Raptors in the first round. Nothing against the Toronto Raptors. They're a great team. But I really believe that a healthy Kevin Durant and a healthy Kyrie Irving could top those, could beat those Raptors. And, you know, after beating those Raptors, it looks like they'd be going on to play most likely the Celtics or the 76ers. And, um, no, I'm sorry. Most likely the Heat or the Pacers. And I think that those, I think that the Nets could top either one of those teams. Uh, a healthy Kyrie and a healthy KD could top either one of those teams. And once you get by there, you're looking at you're looking at the semifinals. You're looking at either a Magic, probably not the Magic. You're looking at the Bucks or the Celtics, most likely. Most likely the Bucks. And I think that I don't know if this year you could see the Nets be top, top the Bucks. Just I think. Uh, the Greek freak has just been unstoppable this year, and the Bucks are looking incredible. I don't know if you could see them top them there, but you look at that; they could easily make a run in this. They could easily make a run in this play, and the way that this is going to be set up, they could easily make a run. My only concern, my only concern would be he's fresh off, you know, Ky- Katie and Kyrie too. He had some injuries in the regular season. They're kind of both fresh off injuries. You don't really know how they're going to play. So if you try to play, play them, you risk getting injured and missing the playoffs. You risk getting injured and still being in the playoffs. I think their the worst outcome would be playing those eight games, making the playoffs and then getting re-injured. Because now you're out for the draft lottery and you're out a player or two possibly coming into next season with an injury. So in my opinion, I think KD should rust up. They should rust KD. And I think that the Nets should try to tank. As much as I hate to say it, I think they should rest their two, the two stars and they should try to tank. And they should focus on getting Bradley Beal in the offseason and focus on one or two high draft picks to really start molding this team together. So that is it for the NBA. Uh, We're going to go on just to talk about uh, the Buffalo Bills backup quarterback. So with all the riots and protests and everything that's been going on with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and all this stuff, which I would 100% support, um, there have been many things that pop it up. Things I've said, uh, Drew Brees had made a statement er- uh, earlier this week and he later apologized about it. But another thing that came up was a text conversation from a year ago. Done, uh, written by Bills rookie quarterback Jake Frome, and it was dated back in March 2019 when Frome was still the starting quarterback of uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, and it was posted to Twitter Thursday by a user with an unknown connection to Frome. In the text, refer they were referring to guns. Frome states, quote, just make them very expensive so only elite white people can get them, ha-ha, unquote. The text were released as protest over racial bias in the United States, as I said, and the death of George Floyd in the police custody reached their 10th day in cities across the nation. He did apologize on Twitter, uh, what's today, Friday, yesterday, Thursday, 
He did apologize to her on Thursday, saying that the words he used were inexcusable. He quoted, I'm extremely sorry that I cho chose to use the words elite white people in a text message conversation, although I never meant to apply that I am an elite white person. As I stated later in the conversation, there's no excuse for that word choice and sentiment, unquote. He also added, quote, now more than ever is a time for support and togetherness, and I stand against racism 100%. I promise to commit myself to being part of the solution to this country. I addressed my teammates and coaches in a meeting, in a team meeting today, and I hope they see this incident is not representative of the person I am. Again, I'm truly sorry for my words and actions and humbly ask for forgiveness, unquote. The bill, the uh, CNN reached out to Buffalo. And in a statement given to multiple outlets, the team, you know, the team released a statement about his apology. And this said, quote, earlier today, we became aware of comments made in a text message conversation involving Jake from in 2019. He was wrong and he admitted it to us. We don't condone what he said. Jake was honest and forthcoming to us about the text exchange. We will continue to work with Jake on the responsibilities of being a Buffalo Bill on and off the field Unquote. When this first came out, I remember thinking he was getting off. He was kicked off. He was done. I remember thinking he was done. You know, that's what that's what I love about Sean McDermott. That's what I that's why I am so happy and so glad that he is the coach of the Buffalo Bills because he doesn't put up with that. He doesn't care. He, you know, he's one of those coaches that I think that's one of the reasons why the Buffalo Bills, you know, obviously with the AB, with AB, Antonio Brown, wide receiver, obviously, you know, he's stated that he didn't want to come to Buffalo, but I honestly don't think that Sean McDermott wanted him to come to Buffalo because of what he meant to the, what he did to a locker room. And Sean McDermott's all about teamwork and working together in the locker room and discipline and all that kind of stuff. So I really think that. You know, I really thought that he was going to be done, but when he came out with this apology and everything, you know, to me, it seemed 100% honest. And obviously, we don't know what happens behind closed doors when he said that he talked to his teammates and coaches, but I truly believe that it was, you know, sincere. And it sounds like by the coaches, uh, what they're, what the Buffalo Bills, the statement that they released, that it is sincere. So I do believe that he's going to stay with the team. And, you know, I think, you know, I think that that, I do think that he's going to stay with the team. Um, I don't see, you know, I do think that obviously the Bills are going to have to work on it a little bit. I thought, you know, I thought, I watched him a little bit, George. I thought he was a, a leader on the field. And I know there wasn't, there's never, never really heard much about him from about off the field except from this. So, you know, I think he's grown though from the situation. And I hope to see him grow a little more on and off the field as he becomes a Buffalo Bill. You know, obviously the Bills have Josh Allen, their franchise quarterback. So the chances of him playing too much this season isn't very likely, other than maybe preseason. And if Allen gets hurt, hurt of course, or we could see him, you know, play in some games that hopefully hopefully the Bills have lots of blowouts this year so we could see him play later in some games but you know overall and all I think that Jake Fromm is a, a great quarterback 
I think he was definitely a steal in the fifth round. Uh, he was one of the better quarterbacks, I think, of this draft, this recent draft. And uh, I think he's going to be a great part of this team if, you know, if we can, if the organization can figure out, get, you know, to the bottom of this and uh, really set it straight that this is not acceptable. Finally, before I got off, I just wanted to real quick do an MLB update. There hasn't been much new. The uh, The MLBPA uh, released a plan, a, um, a plan that was a 114-game schedule and a regular season that would have stretched through October. Uh, that was denied, and the league had also submitted a plan for an 82-game season, and they wanted players to take uh, a massive. They wanted players with the mo- making the most money to take massive salary cuts, and that was denied too. The two, the Major League Baseball and MLB Player Association, there, and we're in week four of talks about a plan to return to the 2020 season. Discussions, discussions have got heated. Side the two sides they're really struggling to find a common ground on player salaries and length of season. You know, negotiations began back in early May, and you know, of that two months after the league shutdown, operators because um, you know, just two months after everything was shut down. But I really think that if the season is going to start up again. And really, not up again. Start, you know, the MLB did not was not able to finish their season. If the league is going to start, and go, we're actually going to have an MLB a 2020 MLB season, we're really going to need to see something soon. Um, as I said, the MLBPA submitted their proposal to the league uh, last Sunday. They rejected on Wednesday, and they're not planning on making a counteroffer. I believe last time I heard, so. You know, but as as an agreement has not been reached, there have been some some notable proposals that the two sides have see, have agreed on. You know, they include uh, extensive health and safety protocols for players and teams, larger roster rosters. You know, potentially a thirty man active roster and a twenty man taxi squad, a universal DH. Uh, regional schedule to reduce travel. So if we do see the season come back, we'll most likely see um, teams in the AL East would only be playing each other and teams in the NL East. So we wouldn't be seeing too much across country travel, if any going on. And we would also most likely see an extended playoffs, uh, possibly 14 total teams in the postseason. But you know, as talks continue and more information becomes public, you know, obviously we're opted to construct a timeline of the news and events. So there's not much new there. They're still going back and forth, still trying to figure it out. Um, but in my opinion, if there is going to be a season, which there has been talks, I did talk about it in my last episode. There have been talks by the owners that. The season could just be completely, completely just suspended and done with. And if that, I obviously nobody wants that to happen. I don't think the players, I don't think the owners, coaches, anybody, fans, I don't think anyone wants that to happen. 
But if players and if the players, if the MLB and the MLBPA can't come together soon, I'd say within the next week or two, we could see that possibly happening. So thank you very much for listening to another episode my uh, New York Sports. My name is Caleb Carr. Stay safe out there, guys. You know, wash your hands. Stay safe. Again, if you live near a city that has riots going on, just stay home. Stay safe. And I wish everyone the best. Thank you for listening. Judge lifted in the air again, deep right center, going back.